Hello universe. It is 608. 609 now. 609 on the 26th of June. That's a Monday. It's 2023 because somebody says it is. So with all of that, I'm signing on because I thought now would be a good time to collect my thoughts about the two open mics tonight. And I have yet to get up on either of these stages. The Monday open mic night scene is the best. And the two venues that have the best reputation on that lineup, I have been to one twice, and I have not been to the other, which starts in an hour and 45 minutes, and I plan to go to that one, and I doubt I would get up on stage there tonight. I would have to feel like a lot of people were there that I was being supported by or wasn't intimidated by or yada yada. Um, but the lion's lair is a place where I feel like I should get up tonight. The talent's not top-notch, but it's not bottom drawer either. And yet, I can't get up there and just have some surreal dream um, spewing of stream of consciousness nonsense. I really have to tell jokes. So, what I hoped to do was to use today to gather up all the jokes that are in my books, but whatever happened after I got my yard work done this morning and came in and lay down around 11 and slept until 4.30. So, fuck! I guess I needed a five and a half hour nap. That's more sleep than I usually get. But feeling now completely energetic... <clears throat> Well, I do believe it's uh, a night to press forward my commitment to this new uh, pursuit of messaging through comedy. Um, I have some jokes about the difference between men and women, how useless men have become, and why. Um, the uh, jokes I have about structural society... Um, uh, the joke about uh, how I've never understood racism because I have yet to meet another race. Um, I've always been unlucky enough to meet members of the human race. Um, so I don't want to do stuff that's uh, sexual, if I can help it. And the stuff between men and women isn't sexual. It's um, the roles in society that are now available more than anything, or gender uh, dynamics between uh, what we expect and what we get. So, that uh, still doesn't feel like what I am trying to do. I feel like I'm at a stage now where I have to assimilate into the comedy commercial structure to get noticed enough to then say what I really want to say at a time when I will be known to have some comedic underpinnings of what is an otherwise plea for humanitarian reclamation of our soul. But to make that funny in little setup delivery punchline routines, where every 35 seconds you're getting a laugh, I mean, maybe I could coerce myself into that performance at some level. But, no. Uh, 
we're at knock-knock joke stage. I have to come up with some clever knock-knock jokes. And as much as that's not why I'm here, the truth is your journey into whatever it is you're trying to achieve never just falls open and lets you jump into the deep end, warm water beckoning. No, you're going to learn something about yourself, about the world you live in, about the way we treat each other, whatever it is that becoming part of this community will instruct or present to me will be something I will, in the moment it's happening, realize, oh, well, this is why the knock-knock joke is funny. And it will obviously be one of those um, signpost moments that our why life matters. So those are the things that the hmm, earning of your own credibility or is it the recognition from others of your commitment in this space? I bet that's more it because there are some comedians who've been doing this for a while who aren't very funny. Now, they may have had their moment, and now they're just persisting, but I'm talking to people like 15, 20 years of doing this, and then what's funny, oh, not funny, but what is dis, mm, disjointed are the, hmm, sorry, I'm distracted by a tiny little bug that's flying so uh, erratically, I'm not really sure that it's not dying in front of me. Um, there are some people who I feel like must have been doing this for 10, 15 years who've been doing it a couple. So I, I think, <laughs> how can I put this gently? I think if you believe this is the one thing you're here to do, but you're not very good at it, and you're willing to keep doing it, I think the community makes room for you. Um, but that's a lot of believing in yourself. Maybe that's the point. Those people are so sure that what they're doing matters that you can't help but respect them, even if they're not very funny. They are working their way toward something of value that they're not intimidated by the presence of, of calls to quit that so many of us hear before we even start something up. And I'm putting myself in that pile for sure. If I think I'm going into something with a 30-40% chance of failure, or 60, why the fuck would I even start that? Let me start something where I have a 90% chance of success. There's plenty of that. Well, wow. Way to really push your envelope. Way to have your boundaries always intact. Yeah. Way to have your boundaries always intact. Not being very courageous with pushing your own sense of who you are will leave you disappointed in the end. You don't want to look back and think you could have done more to challenge yourself, but you took the easy way out. Those are those not wanting a disruptive experience, we all understand. I'm not trying to 
ever judge something as lesser. The motivation of what's become who we are, how we act, what we do, the things we say, our thoughts in our head, a lot of that is built into the situational immediacy of whatever circumstance thrusts itself upon thee. And what you do in that moment can often be the thing least representative of who you really are. And I'll bet if you talk to a bunch of the people in prison, especially for uh, violent, reactionary, emotional crime, like, holy shit, that's my wife with a fucking tennis instructor in the goddamn shed, and that's my chainsaw. Whoops, I just killed two people. I just... I, if you if you don't understand that impulse, then I don't know if your emotions have any power and sway over your existence. Because the idea that you can do something reactionary that's completely unmoored from the real you through an emotional outburst or a, uh, an analytical moment of complete reckoning, I don't know what sort of internal mechanisms are in play that can cause you to act in a way that when it's over with, you look at yourself thinking, what the fuck have I just done? But what the fuck have I just done is something I'm very familiar with. So I don't say these are things to aspire to become. These are things I understand. Presence, determination, and actionability all colliding in a chaotic way that presents itself unexpectedly to you to act can serve up an action that was a one in 1,000 reaction? Okay, yeah, I get it. But what I'm saying is the only way to get out of that is to create an environment in which those situations don't exist anymore. Now, on a small personal level, when it comes to Valentine's Day in the third grade, of course you're going to have some emotional turmoil that's developing who you are. But the strength to face what's next as the real you without wavering from that? Well, today's society is built to destroy all that. And so, to have that sort of strength in today's world is next to impossible. But to pursue that level of strength means that the more people who are catching on and pursuing it themselves, well, now we're building a world in which that level of strength can emerge. So, one of the things that makes it so hopeless when you look around, the why does it have to be this way? is because it can't be different until we believe it will be different. So, the message on stage that I have to say, well, somewhere in there, there's something to laugh about, right? And maybe I'll discover it tonight, but I will try to record my on stage at the lion's lair. Oh, God, I don't know if that's going to work. My audio recordings so far have been unlistenable. You can't hear... I mean, it's because... I'm putting a phone in, a, in my spot where I'm getting up and then I'm going to stage hoping that it can be heard. It, it is awful. I mean, I can't even hear myself enough to understand what I said or I would write a transcript out. Like, it's just awful. So what I'm going to do tonight instead is take my phone up to the stage and just put it on whatever platform is up there and see if it's listenable. I really want to record these things, so I'm very disappointed that I've lost most of the early recordings, I, frankly, all but one. 
And why that one worked, I still don't know, because the next one I recorded in a very similar circumstance is muffled and unlistenable. So, needless to say, I haven't figured this shit out. I do see a bunch of people show up with, like, a tripod and fucking literally recording themselves on video. Those people, I am not willing to commit to a level of that kind of performance. No, I'm not that important. But I would at least like some audio record of this process. I should be able to achieve that without going through the connect or the uh, contraption uh, devices of hold my phone up so I can get myself in an even better perspective than I usually do with my selfie camera. I don't know. I'm getting a little distracted with the look at me nonsense. How about I take a bong hit? I'm going to put you on pause. I probably won't be back, but if I have something important to say after I take this bong hit, I'll be back to tell you what that is. Otherwise, we'll talk comedy when I get home. Bye. So, can anyone explain to me the Millermouth? I don't even know if it has a real name, but that's what I've always known it as. And it's that, I don't know, quarter-sized bug that just bounces up into the ceiling as if its only purpose is to figure out how many concussions it can get while it's alive. And then when it's not doing that, it's like dive-bombing into the top of your shirt. Those bugs... I don't know, are moths bugs? They must be, right? But those bugs, to me, are perhaps the greatest counterpoint to evolution that I can think of. Because I don't think they get eaten by a lot of animals, because I find them dead all over the house. So, what a purposeless little insect. Unlike, say, the mosquito, who clearly has a fucking purpose, which is to antagonize me with its blood-sucking ways until I can smack it against the wall in a big old splatter of satisfaction. But I never even kill moths because they're, they're gross. They're big. Um, you, you step on them, it's just... Ugh. I don't know. So, And I have a respect for human life. All human life. Though the mosquito challenges that in the murderous ways that I will pursue one when I hear its little... in my ear. Hmm. But other than mosquitoes, I have a high sanctity for the value of life. So when this morning I'm in the shower and I go reach for my body wash bottle and as I pull it away, what is lurking behind there but a fucking Miller moth, which at this point is perfect because he's up against the little window that I can pull open in my shower. So of all the places for Mr. Miller Moth to be discovered, he's picked the best one. I'm about to set him free. All he needs to do is allow me to get to that window. Fuck, there's a mosquito, baby. Here, look. I'm going to have some satisfaction right now. Oh, it flew under my bed. What you going for? You going for my shins? Huh? Where are you going? Mosquitoes are smart. Like, they will fly to a dark spot. Bam! All right, he's on my palm now. But, back to the moth. So the moth is doing its thing against the window, acting like it's about to have a heart attack. And all I'm trying to do, there's no threat of water, by the way, because, uh, obviously. So all I'm trying to do is coax this little guy away from the side of the window that is the one where I have to slide it open, because he's basically right there. And every time I try to maneuver there, he freaks the fuck out. 
and like starts flying into my hand or flying into me or I'm afraid he's going to fly into the fucking water. So I'm just slowly positioning myself so that I can be on the other side of the window so I can push the other side from my current, uh, we'll call it the shower head side. I'm moving to the non-shower head side so I can slide the window from there. In doing so, the moth lands behind a bottle. And I'm thinking, okay, perfect. Because if he'll just stay there, all I have to do is open the window, turn the bottle toward the gap, and he's out of here. So I want him to be calm. I get the window open, and what does this do? It sends him to a fury of flying into the other window that doesn't open, and nonsensically banging into it as hard as he can, because his exit to freedom is four inches to his right. And so then I think, well, I'll just clear off the two shampoo bottles, get those out of his way. He'll see that this is daylight and fly right into it. So as I do that, what does he do? He dive bombs into the second shampoo bottle and then falls straight into the base of the tub and starts drowning. So, of course, I don't want this to happen. I'm paralyzed by the idea that this is what's going on with all I was trying to do was set this little guy free. And now I... uh, So... I'm doing what I can to reach down with uh, the shampoo bottle to get him to cling to it. And then I'm just like, fuck it. I'm going to pick him up and throw him out the window. So I try to pick him up. And as I reach down into him, like he just maneuvers through current and everything that I squish him with my hand. Oh, God. Fucking A, man. I mean, I'm in the shower. So whatever. I've just committed mothricide. And it was just, it's like, is this how my day is going to go? Really? Here I am. All, all I'm trying to do is give this moth exactly what he wants. The easiest road to freedom he can possibly avail. And what do I do? I end up literally taking his life. I, if that's not a metaphor for the human experience, I don't know what is. Okay, universe, so no preamble to this one, but a mid-amble? Is a mid-amble a word? So these are a few of the... Recordings I made over the course of the last three days. Cleaning up my Galaxy Samsung S5 as I am prone to do. I am stitching these together, so hope you enjoy about 48 hours worth of my nonsense. I'm sure you won't, but try. I don't I don't mean to make your day worse, that's for sure. Try to enjoy it. Alright, signing off now. Hello, universe. Well, they say it's your birthday. Alright, I uh, turned 54 today, which sucks, because 53 is so much cooler of a number than 54. What am I, nine sixes? Oh, no, I'm a half dozen nines. Whatever. The breakdown of 54 uh, is pedestrian. It has all the character of 318s, which, what kind of character do 318-year-olds have? Um, and having been 27, I don't need to be it twice. I was a wreck of 27 once. So here I sit, thinking, well, 53 was a hell of a year. I mean, seriously. Oh, I got so much done. If you count the calendar year from June 28th to June 28th, last year was my most productive year in every frontier 
of the human experience that matters. But I um, <clears throat> I don't know what I'm supposed to do now in 54. I knew what I was supposed to do in 53. And I, I'm still missing one element, so I suppose I'm... I'm still in search of and chasing down that final presence, but the rest of it feels like it's in place now. And I am completely confident in my ability to rise to the occasion. But now I'm uncertain at what... Um, level of incline that rising to the occasion should consist of. I don't know if this is the constant, persistent acquisition of skills and relationships to form a bond of strength for five years from now, or if it's preparing to have the skill set dynamically ready to tap into five years from now when the shit all of a sudden hits the fan. I don't know. Is it going to gradually get worse and worse and worse until the tipping point is reached? Or will there be an event that sends it all into a spiral? Either way, I can't really care about how the future is going to unwind. I just know that as we sit... Clearly things are unwinding. I don't know that we can do anything about it. I am convinced that the reason we lost our leadership is our leadership became aware of an event that is imminent, that is planet-wide, that is going to do a level of destruction that we will, as a species, barely survive. This is not a joke. This sucks. I think these things. They don't paralyze me like they did when they first came to me seven, eight years ago. They sent me into what I can only describe as a self-pitying party of woe. Then the universe sent me a delusional schizophrenic to knock me out of my woe. And then through concurrent signaling and revelation of what I can only call a fucking mystical nature. Here I sit on my 54th birthday, convinced that I have been prepared for some level of event that is coming, an ordeal of which all of my potential desire to survive will be tested. But test it and survive it, I will. And I hate to say it, but last night the dreams were so spooky and specific about what my role going forward must be. It calmed me down a bit, although it sent me well, it calmed me down in terms of destiny and purpose, which I've been pretty calm about for four or five years now. My destiny and purpose haven't changed. 
they continue to crystallize, which is good. They don't cause me the doubt or the uncertainty that they used to anymore. I just, I am okay with what's next. But the, the calamity or the chaos, whether it be self-induced or somehow natural phenomenon, or the extremely odd and almost imperceivable third-party intervention. However, the next phase unfolds. It's spooky to me that we're sitting in a situation where our own demise has as equal a chance of becoming that which sets us back to the Stone Age as does a massive solar flare from our sun or a plan wiping out impact from afar or some level of magnetic flip of our poles that sends our centrifugal force of motion into chaos as the waters of this planet wash across. It all seems possible. But to think that self-annihilation is as likely as any of it? What a waste. Humanity has such a gift. So much potential. This opportunity to play God inside of this reality. To have brought with you the spiritual inert sense of goodness and cooperative care the idea that we can all ascend together to a plateau that is unattainable individually. These are things we all know. We know them. They don't have to be conveyed to us through scripture and morality. They don't have to be beaten into our head through the educational system of afar. No. What we learn as we are interacting with the reality that is, is that to believe we are here to help each other, to assist where we can, and to accept the idea that in need others will come to aid us as well, well, that world, that world is still available. Humanity isn't so fucked up that we can't get that back. And... I hate to think that the cynicism in me had almost sent me to a place that I was unrecoverable. I was never going to be able to convince anybody, including myself, that there was goodness in humanity. At best, we were a chaotic force that if nature was smart, would wipe us out. While I can still hear that argument a little bit, I am now 99.83748, we'll round it there, percent, convinced in the goodness that is the human race. I am so impressed by the people I meet lately. I'm so convinced of the earnest nature of 
wanting to do good, to leave a planet in a better position than you came into existence witnessing it, to have the kinds of interactions with each other, to present meaningful moments of reflection, of moments of occurrence as they are occurring. One of the things that I have come to know as I'm getting to re-socialize as a much more peaceful and tranquil version of myself is how much I appreciate the conversation of initial engagement with other people. I am extremely privileged to be in a position to meet as many dynamic and engaging people as I do. And I don't take that for granted, ever. How we are collectively with each other, the regard we have with our face-to-face communication, the polite and peaked interest I try to provide at all times in the conversations with whom I'm speaking, even going so far as to being sure that I'm blocking out all other things so that I am actively listening to the people I'm engaged with. I've tried to do this my whole life. I just haven't been calm enough to pull it off. And now, these moments are transcendent. It's as if I know this isn't an opportunity that I'm going to get again. I must, I must take everything of value that is available in these exchanges while it's here to be recognized for their fleeting and it won't be long before I think what a waste why am I not out talking to more people instead of talking to my Samsung Galaxy S4 I mean it is my birthday after all